Hey everybody, welcome back to Bleach Mouth Postscript. This is part two of my two-part conversation with Kate McCoy of Safe Words. If you haven't listened to part one yet, go back there, start there, come back here. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks for checking it out. But I mean, like I I always tell people, I said there's a similarity between the way uh, Richard Lloyd and Tom Verlaine play together and... Mm -hmm. um, Keith Richards and Brian Jones mm-hmm. in that they get, the guitars are circling each other at all times. And Interlocking. They're, they're pacing like, and they're, they're, they're never turning their back on each other. It's like two guys that are going in circles and they're watching each other the whole time. Oh you my know? gosh. And that's what it feels like, you know? And you had asked earlier about who maybe some of my favorite guitar players were. Tom Berlain is 100%. He's so good. 100%. The, yeah. the title the title track of that album is is a perfect song
hesitating.
whole record's perfect, but that song specifically is perfect. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Like it's it's, it's 100% a perfect song. I, I almost picked it for this list, but I thought it was overthinking. I, I always I always try to turn people on to that band that might not reach for it. I'm like, yeah. you got it. You got to listen to it. You know, my dad um, thinks Marky Moon is in his quotations a badass song. And, and that's not something that I would think that he would normally gravitate to. But he he loves that song. So good. Yeah, so, it's good. so, so fucking good. That um, whole record is is un, unbelievable. And, I, you know, as much as I like some talking head stuff, I always kind of think to myself, these are kind of television light. I mean, not not entirely because there's some really great stuff. I mean, yeah, they have their own thing going on, but yeah, I, I agree. But I'm like, I can see where they're looking at. I mean, like yeah. David Byrne famously always talks about he didn't want like such a muscular sounding guitar. I'm like, oh, you mean like Tom Verlaine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. It's, you know. I'm right there with you. I if if my fiance is somewhere here listening, he would. What do you mean? He loves David Byrne and and, and the Talking Heads. I think they're great, but I, I agree. I think it was. Oh, the, like I said, there's some, there's stuff that I I'll ride hard for, and other yeah. stuff not as much. But um, I, I would pick television over Talking Heads. Anyway, for sure, for sure. Don't at me. No, <laughs> but, yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know who's you know who's another awesome guitar player. Actually, has the Akron connection is uh, Robert Kine. Of uh-huh. uh, Richard Hill and the Ho- Voidoids. That guy's oh, guitar absolutely. playing is so good. Absolutely. I mean, Ivan Julian was no joke either, but that dude in particular, like, talk about a pretty unique guitar playing sound. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, and I love that band. Just like Richard Hill is just fucking cool, man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm reading, I, I had his book. I've had his book for for a few years, not a few years, like a couple of years that I have meant to read. And it's like my on an airplane book. Like I'll, I'll yeah. read it while I'm like, and I keep, I just get, I, I feel so bad that I haven't, I haven't finished it yet because while I'm reading it, I'm sucked in. And then I put it down, get busy and don't remember to keep, right? I just put it off to the side, but I need to finish his book because it's, he's, I didn't realize how great of a writer he was. I didn't realize that he was a writer before he was a musician, essentially. Like he, I he wouldn't, was, I wouldn't have known it if I didn't read Please Kill Me. I would not have known that. Oh my God, that book is amazing. I, I, I bought a copy and gave it to my son when he turned mm-hmm. 17. And I told him, I said, yeah. I gave him that book and, um, what was it? It was Legs McNeil, right? Yeah. Yeah. Legs McNeil and Jillian King. I gave him that yeah. one and I gave him, uh, Keith Richards' Life. And I told him, I said, read these books. You're going to love them. I said, just yeah. so you know, these books are not how-to manuals. They're no. books. Don't. <laughs> don't take this seriously. Don't take this in heart. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Don't this do it. This is a these different people. time. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't live this yeah. life. Just enjoy it from afar. Yeah. Um, so I have no idea who Arthur Abaz is. Okay. Tell me about him. Um, so the reason why I picked this, again, we've already talked about the perfect song. As a musician, do you ever hear a song or a band where you're like, fuck, I wish I wrote that? Or yes. I wish I had in that band? Yes. That's how that song is for me. Um, 
a lot of the stuff that I chose other than, than Tommy James, you know, that's, that's sixties pop or psych, whatever you want to call it. But I really, really gravitate towards, I guess, in quotation, psychedelic music. And this song is so perfect to me. This record is so perfect. It, some of it veers on a folkier psych side, but like, Put it on on a Sunday afternoon when you're just. Oh, this is house. this is recent. Twenty twelve ish. Twenty fifteen. Oh, really? Okay, it's yeah. later than I thought. But oh my god, this song from the groove of the bass line to his vocal melody is just to the T. Like fuck, I wish I wrote this song.
I, I, again, I'm putting this on every playlist that I make. Um, but this record gold, I highly recommend for just like a chill Sunday, um, hanging out around the house kind of thing. But, but this song in particular is just like, I, I wish I wrote it. <laughs> I wish I was playing this song and it's, there's nothing super fancy, super overplayed about it. It's just perfect. I, I, I don't know how to explain it other than like, I, everything about this song is beautiful. Do any other songs come to mind that you wish you wrote? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I've gone through phases. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, that band, Witch that, <laughs> that Jay Maskis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was my band where I was like, God, I wish it was in this band.
you ever heard his very first band, Deep Wound? I haven't. I haven't. Oh no! What am I it's missing? It's so good. It's so good. Um, they they were part of the early hardcore era, sure. like eighty one, eighty two, and it sounds nothing. He Lou Barlow was in it as well. Yeah. It sounds nothing like they did later on. I mean, when really? I told when I told you about the thirty second songs, my they were they were kings of that. One, two, three, four, boom. And then, yeah. yeah, I mean, like a lot of um. A lot of grindcore bands looked at Deep Wound, yeah, which is kind of crazy. They were Western. They were Western Mass. They weren't even part of the Boston scene. They were Western Mass, and okay. they, those guys in uh, a band called Siege were like pretty um, instrumental in that whole like real spastic fast stuff. And then they do Dinosaur. That becomes Dinosaur Jr. and Sebado. It's just the craziest thing. Oh God, but Sebado. Oh, anytime, anytime, Sebado. anytime I think somebody might not know about Deep Wound, I always bring it up. Like, check it out just for I the will. sake, just for the sake of hearing it. It's I have a, a very soft spot in my heart for hardcore punk too. Like there's yeah. oh my God. And, and there's a lot of like female. Like, I, I guess it's not necessarily hardcore punk, but there's a lot of really cool, like, female-fronted stuff that's came out recently that... Yeah, that, actually, you know. even stuff I would firmly call hardcore punk. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't... I actually, on for the podcast, I did one. There's a band I really like called FOM, and their singer, yeah, Kat. Yeah, they are so good. Yep. Oh, my Kat. God, they're so good. Uh, you can look to Torso. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, Slant from south korea is amazing there's so many of them it you know in the 90s it was like few and far between women didn't really participate at least in that generally in aesthetic so i always looked to back then i looked to uh amy murray from nausea she was they, they would dual vocals and she um she was the better of the two vocalists at any given time and that band was pretty amazing.
crusty sounding. Uh, I love it. Singer for Sacrilege. Yeah. Um, Alice Bag from the Bags. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, there there are far more. Uh, and I hate calling them female front. I just say hardcore bands with with women vocalists and even. Yeah. Um, oh, there's a band. Uh, Kiss K H I I S. They sing in Farsi. They're um, they're American, but they're Iranian Americans, and they sing in Farsi. Oh yeah. And, and, and not just, um, not just with female vocalists, but bands with female members, the the big band right now is chubby in the gang. That, that band is good. They're every, it's like, if you mixed a really good 77 style punk rock band with Mm -hmm. an oi band, with a mod band with motorhead and they are, they are so much fun. That's quite a, a mix. Their, their album Speed Kills is, it's great. And they just came out with a new one. I haven't heard it yet, but yeah, Chubby and the Gang. Chubby and the Gang. I'm, yeah. You, you got to send me a list, man. I'm, I'm all about it. I will. Have I will you heard sure. of that band from Memphis? And I guess they're not quite hardcore, but have you heard of that band X Cult from Memphis <laughs> at all? I've heard they're the name. Like, I have not heard them though. They're great. They're they're really good, and they're they're I guess singer. He's not really a singer, but they're they're front man. Chris yeah. is another band called Gogs that are it's like a quote unquote hardcore punk band. But it's yeah. as much as I I don't love everything this dude does. It's Ty Siegel and drums, which mm-hmm. that dude is. I mean, he's done some great things. He's done some not so great things. In he's my from Memphis. Opinion. 
No, he's from Los Angeles, but the rest of, but that Chris guy is from Memphis. Okay. But the ex-cult band was, was from Memphis. They're really great. And they're, um, guitar player in that band. I want to say she played guitar in that band. Natalie is in another all gal punk band called knots that if you haven't heard, they're mm-hmm. fucking fantastic. Very like Kathleen Hanna style, sassy vocals, but like really, really cool. Like I hate this word. They call it like weirdo or punk, like almost, almost I, Devo-y at times. I, like, I, I love that kind of stuff though. Yeah. Like, I, I love the oddball shit, you know, you should check out knots there. I saw them live and they're, they're drummer. She's their, their whole rhythm second section. That bass player is fantastic. The drummer is like head down the whole time. Just, just going at it. She's, they're all fantastic. I highly recommend. You haven't heard Columbus. Either. Columbus has a really good band called body farm. And, oh uh, yeah okay ocean she's she's pretty impressive she her vocals are way different than most other hardcore bands like she okay. has like an effect on them and she doesn't even scream she just kind of barks at you like talks at you like this yeah. and it's got this it. really weird echoey thing um love sl- it So you haven't given me your other uh, your other songs that you wish you wrote. Oh God, I, that's such a hard question because I feel like there's so many. Um, we said Marky Moon. There's one. I, okay. God, why didn't I write that song? Um, you know, one one goal of mine has always been, and I'm still yet to do it. And I'm looking at my interface as we speak right now. Like, oh, I haven't used this thing that much. I've always wanted to do a solo record where I play all of the instruments. I produce it on my own. I do it 100% DIY solo record. And I don't think hers is necessarily DIY, but another artist that I really gravitated towards, and she's, she's modern, but have you heard Tess Parks at all? I know the name. I haven't listened to any of her stuff. She is just, she's got this really, really cool, like Marian faithful style, like raspy Mm sixties style voice and and that's another person there's there's a song that she has called life is but a dream and it's just again kind of repetitive very like it just the production on that song is is fucking incredible it sounds like it's out here you know like just there, there's so much room in that recording and for some reason that's another song that i was like god i wish i got to this first <laughs> i wish i wrote this first 
yeah, that's that's another person that I've kind of and, and Arthur Abbas is another person where I'm like, if I were to ever write a solo record and play all of the instruments and do everything myself, that's kind of what I would gravitate towards. Is kind of like I'm. It's not I'm so, mega bulky, but it's 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 very psych fronted. But there's still that those those folk elements of it, I, I guess. And I, I definitely don't think I consider myself a folk musician by any means. But right. um, I guess it's more stuff that suits itself for a solo project. Yeah. I'm so jealous of people that can play more than one instrument. I can barely play the one that I actually play. So I, and it, it's funny. Cause like, I think about like, as you're talking about, I'm thinking, okay, I can think of two songs that I wish I wrote, but there's no way in a world. That yeah. What ones? Have, um, Hung up on my baby by Isaac Hayes from the okay. tough guys soundtrack. And Absolutely. then uh, the second Isaac Hayes song, I can't pronounce all of it. It's on um, hot buttered soul. It's a hyperbolic, syllabistic sesquidelodistic <laughs> good job and, and I, I might not be even saying it right but that song is so good and talk about repetitive like yeah. when you're when you're in a really good funk band or a really good soul band and I don't mean funk like just the outrage is kind of like funkadelic I mean like a oh, really sure. good soul band and they start driving on that bass line I'm just like I could like Somebody said to me once, I'm like, well, I don't like Isaac Case because he doesn't know how to end his songs. Like, he doesn't have to end his songs because they're that good. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah, song alone, that's, that song is like nine minutes, I think. And it's just the same groove the whole time. And I'm like, you know. Look at, there's so many songs. Like, look at Mother Sky by Ken, which is, yep. again, another song that I wish who I thanks to Who like, thanks to Anne and her episode, I've actually started listening again. Oh! okay yeah she picked yeah. the song and i if i remember correctly i think she was just like she's embarrassed that she picked that song because it wasn't it what so there's something about the record she said she goes i love that song anyway it doesn't matter and so then i started listening to it I'm like yeah these guys are good oh, you know so good. and if you haven't heard mother sky i highly recommend it it's like over 10 minutes long like i think it takes up if i I have the record somewhere i want to say it's like almost the whole side of the record if not there may yeah. be like one more song but it's just like almost like it's just as repetitive as it gets and I remember as a kid not not a kid I was a teenager but when I when I first bought that record on vinyl I was listening to it in my bedroom my dad knocks on the door and he's like what the fuck is this Monterey pop like it's It's 14 minutes and 31 seconds long yeah yeah it's it's but it's very repetitive um I guess mostly the baseline is kind of doing the same thing but it's not if that makes sense um oh god there are so many kind of that kraut rock for lack of a better word that just the, the repetitiveness if you have a good groove there's no reason to stop it keep it going i mean and if it had if it's catchy let it go yeah mm-hmm. yeah just just bury it like drive it into the ground and yeah just you know you can come back up for air and then you can drive it back down again yeah. you can do whatever you want with it you know that arthur Abbas song it's it's pretty much the same bass line and it's just the same groove all the way it's the dun, 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 all the way through and it's one of those things where it just doesn't need to end like that bass that bass line can repeat throughout the whole song and it just sounds necessary but this was awesome thank you for doing this with thank you for for asking me to to participate this was this was a lot of fun All right, that's it. 
That's all I got for you. I want to thank Kate McCoy for sitting down and talking for a bit. I really enjoyed this conversation. Had a lot of fun. Uh, also want to apologize again for the lateness of the episode. Uh, just a lot of stuff is going on. I got a lot of plates spinning, as they say. And uh, hopefully we'll have another one up uh, here in about a week or so. Uh, oh, hey, check out Safe Words. I'll put a link to their music in the show notes. Uh, so, yeah, make sure you do that. They are pretty fucking excellent. Uh, let's see. In the meantime, if you want to communicate with me, you can do so on Facebook at Bleachmouth Postscript, on Instagram at Larry underscore Bleachmouth. Uh, the email is bleachmouthps at gmail.com. I don't fuck with titter. Titter. I don't fuck with titter. I don't fuck with Twitter. And I don't truck with Spotify, uh, which means that you can check out all the past episodes uh, on the website bleachmouth.mkultrazine.com or on Apple Podcasts. All of them are up for you to listen to. Go back and listen to uh, as many as you like at your earliest convenience or not at all. It's entirely up to you. I'm not the boss of you. You live your life. Uh, However, if you do decide to listen... Please feel free to subscribe, rate, and review, and most importantly, share with your friends. Uh, again, thanks for listening, and uh, thanks to Kate, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye.